Hi, this is Vermin Supreme, and I would certainly like to inform you that I never, ever listen to, nor do I plan on listening to, None Taken. Okay, I kind of have a theory. Okay, do tell. Um, hopefully this comes out right. So I feel like this is by no means scientific. I feel like you could divide this country up pretty well into three different groups, and I think they're all pretty much even population-wise. I think that about a third of us grew up on South Park and Family Guy and got the joke and kind of understood the making fun of itself and the satire of it. Okay. I feel like there was about a third of us that were told by our parents not to watch it, but we ended up watching it anyways and <laughs> or through our friends group picking up the message and, you know, even though our, our parents were misguided, right? Mm-hmm. And then I think there was another third of us that were told not to listen to it and listen to their parents and grew up with like no tolerance for insensitivity. But the kicker is we live under the thumb of the preferences of that last group. Okay. (laughs) Don't you think so? So, so when you're saying the third of it's more like our generation or. Yeah, but we're kind of like our generations moved into that dominant culture. Not, not like we're not the cool kids anymore, but we're like the annoying boomers that are like, well, you might not like it, but we're the one buying houses. (laughs) Like that type of shit. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And yes, the the moral majority, fuck. Yeah. I, it's is, annoying, right? though, because like they literally just like, got told not to do something, missed all of that, and then grew up with no sense of humor. <laughs> right, right. No sense of humor, no sense of context, no sense of nuance. Yeah, no sense of, this is yeah. basically what we do this show for. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Should we hit record? Yeah, one, two, three. All right, you ready? I am ready. Are you recording? Yes. <laughs> All right, well, you want to start a show? Let's start a show. That podcast is filling your head with garbage. No offense taken there. Well, it sounds like none taken. I just hang out the mage. To none. Friday Headlines Roundup Edition. Where my good friend Alan wrangles up headlines all week and we talk them at you. We are our, we are your antidote to cable news. Here, here. It's the whole intro, Alan. I just there's too much song for it. I, gotta, I guess I'll work on that. <laughs> Should I make a shorter version of the song for the Friday? So I don't think so. This is fine. This is fine. Ah, how was your Thursday? How was your Wednesday? Uh, fabulous. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm an optimist. So yeah, yeah it, it went very well. That's good. That's good, man. That's good. Uh, so you got some news? I think you said we we're gonna start off with COVID this week. Yeah, let's. I figure we start with COVID. Cool. That's well, the. Uh, that's the that's the what that's the topic du jour. That is the topic du jour. We covered it, a lot on the uh, on the Wednesday show as do, well on the sounds show. Well, All let's right, get cool. into our headlines. Yeah, let's let's. All right. So first COVID topic of the week. Uh, we had the CDC endorse the Pfizer COVID nineteen booster shots for twelve to fifteen year olds last week, making the third dose available to the age group for the first time. So essentially, every school age child at this point um, can get a. a vaccinated at some level at least and most of them have access to boosters so um that's a good thing um especially as we look to keep schools open and get kids back to a a normal sort of routine and normal life i think this is that's progress what um what's the what what's the fear at this point like what so so there's a lot of kids that they're saying are catching omicron but Mm -hmm. isn't it that they're going to the hospital for something and have omicron it's so convenient to be able to say all these things now that like six months ago, I'd be a uh, misinformation guy for saying. <laughs> You'd be like the top 12. The yeah, dozen. it's just wonderful to be able to say this stuff openly. Um, so there is some of that, but there are kids actually getting sick, sick um, from, from COVID. Still doesn't seem like it's like hospitalizations seem pretty rare. More like. I didn't mean to like sound like only that's what's happening. Right. Yeah. That is part of it. Um, so there are a lot of kids are testing positive, though. Um 
I know people who have school age children in school currently. And, um, some of them are telling me that like one of them told me that their, their daughter's class, there was only four people there last week. Cause everybody was out. Oh yeah. Court. It's everywhere, man. Court it's team. it's everywhere. Yeah. Everybody's got this. But isn't so, but wasn't a lot of it because people were getting tested because they were traveling or they were getting tested because, uh, they were that you know they wanted to go to the holidays, and then that led to people finding out they got sick. So then everyone in that house got tested, and since Omicron's so prevalent, transmissible, transmissible yeah. and so many people have it and don't know, we're getting all these positive numbers. Um, That's definitely happened a lot. There's also but what I just said under discounts hospitalizations, which are going up, and the right. effect that's happening. We talked about on yesterday's show or Wednesday's show. There's also, I think, in some schools where they're requiring if if they do end up finding that you had close contact with somebody in your school, they're requiring you to test to, to come back to school, and they're finding a lot more infections that way for people that are asymptomatic. So, All right, moving on. The next one is kind of a – there's a lot there, but it's your topic. Oh, but. okay. Well, let me set it up, and you probably know more than I do on this. I feel like I keep reading the headlines. I heard a little bit – anyways, Australia denied Novak Djokovic – Entry and I always want to do the Wayne. Does Wayne Brady have to choke a bitch? Is Wayne Brady gonna have to choke a bitch? That's what I hear with Novak Djokovic. <laughs> That's uh, hilarious. Thanks. D- uh, Australia denied Novak Djokovic entry and revoked his visa upon arrival. The tennis star received a medical exemption to bypass re- uh, vaccine requirements, but border officials said he failed to provide appropriate evidence for entry. Djokovic is challenging deportation and aims to play in the Australian Open. So he's there a week before the Open starts. The Open starts this week. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you read the follow-up to it, and I'll just ask questions. An Australian judge reinstated Novak Djokovic's visa today after it was revoked upon his arrival for the Australian Open last week uh, in a dispute over his vaccination status. The government could revoke the visa a second time. But they're not explaining how. I've never seen them be like, here's how. They're like, just so, so you know, they could do this again. Well, so essentially... The Australian Open gave him a pass because he's had COVID in the last six months um, and recovered from it. So they consider that to be enough. Um, he's not vaccinated, but that he, you know. But that's the Australian Open, not the not the country. And and by the Australian Open, are we actually saying like the state that that's being held in was more lenient and okay with it? And I don't think the, it was a state. I think it was the actual the apparatus event. of the tennis. Well, that's silly. Okay. Yeah. And then the federal government's like, I don't care what this private party fucking says. Yeah. So he was actually detained and like forced into like a hotel to quarantine. For okay. A few days. I'm not going to play that audio. I was tempted to play the audio of his family saying he's being imprisoned in a hotel. And then they're <laughs> like, no, he can leave. Like, he's free to go. It's just where we have him staying while he's here. Right. So they, they let him out of that. However, now there's more controversy because in his uh, forms to enter the country, he had to say that he hadn't traveled anywhere else for the last like 14 oh. days. And he said he hadn't. Uh-huh. And then on his social media, if you look, he was like in Serbia on the 25th or something like that. He has a picture of it. Uh-huh. And so now he's like, well, where is oh, he coming that... from? He's Serbian. No, he was coming from somewhere else. I see. I think. Yeah. Florida. Uh, um... Probably Florida. Probably Florida, yeah. Um, anyways, so uh, now he had a statement come out today where he's like, oh, sorry, that was just a mistake that my guy made when he was filling out the form. Totally didn't mean to do that. Totally a mistake. Um, but yeah, so the judges are the judge is still reviewing his case and deciding whether or not they're going to allow him in. So we still don't know. This is still kind of in limbo. Wow. But I'm sure that didn't particularly help his case uh, lying on that What form. a stupid thing. Like, wait, do they, like, hold on. Like, are they saying that Novak Djokovic is going to, like, bring over the the smallpox that Australia's yet avoided? Like, yes. he's going to go play on one half of a tennis court against someone on the other side of a tennis court. And, like, he'll be the first to tell you, I don't want anybody fucking around me. Like, I don't, like, this is dumb. <laughs> Dustin's take. Yeah, yeah, this is dumb. All right. Oh, All right. Uh, technically my turn. Chicago, yeah. but Chicago, Chicago public schools canceled class today, but kept schools open, rejecting a vote by the Chicago Teachers Union to return to remote learning over COVID-19 concerns. I don't understand that. They canceled classes, but kept schools open. Like what? Like the doors? Chicago is, it's winter. <laughs> Close the doors. Chicago is the nation's third largest school district. What? What does that so, mean? All right, so they, I feel like they Tucker canceled. Carlson. Why'd you use those words? <laughs> they canceled classes, but they didn't 
accede to the union's request to return to remote learning. Uh-huh. So they're saying we're canceling classes right now, but we are not going to back to remote learning. We intend to keep our schools open as soon as we're past this and we have a deal with the union. Everybody's coming back to school. So these um, are like snow days kind of. Yeah, exactly. We'll make up for um, So Lori Lightfoot, the mayor, is still negotiating with the unions. It doesn't seem to be going all that well, but um, it's still happening. Is she, she dressing also- up as Beetlejuice when she does it like she did for press conferences? <laughs> she just tested positive for COVID again. Does actually. she just look like Beetlejuice or does did she dress up like Beetlejuice? I think it's a little bit of both. A little bit of both. <laughs> when she does her hair in that certain way and then she yeah. wears that suit. And, yeah. and she kind of looks dead. Have you ever well, seen the her, picture of her like going into office and you're like, what the fuck happened? Like, yeah, her eyes got really, yeah. yeah. I've had some bosses look like that after a year of doing yeah, their jobs. Yeah. Um, anyways, all right. Um, I think you move on from there. Yeah. Okay, yeah, your turn. Okay. Uh, the Supreme Court heard arguments last week. Oh, wait, hold on. Week. No, I have something. Um, okay. It's fucking teachers unions. Okay, I'm done. Ooh, okay. All right. Uh, the Supreme Court heard arguments last week in two cases challenging Wait, don't the we Biden- hate the teachers unions? The teachers unions have been uh, pretty suspect in a lot of areas. I, I wouldn't say I hate teachers unions in general. Oh, but yeah. I would never say something that bold. Did I say that? Kinda. I don't mean that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So the Supreme Court hearing arguments uh, challenging the Biden administration's vaccine mandates for large private businesses and certain health care facilities. A uh, special session will focus on whether the mandates can be enforced as legal challenges continue. I, I for uh, some reason, thought they were going to make a decision that day. No, it's it's faster than normally we get yeah. decisions from them, but it's not yet. I think okay. we'll probably hear something maybe maybe end of next week. Okay. Um, based on sort of the back and forth between the, the lawyers and the judges, seems pretty likely they're going to overturn yeah. this. They don't think, for one, that OSHA has a... The authority to. The authority to do like it. Like I said, it's a backdoor and, workaround. And the other thing that they're saying is that... You never laugh at that. <laughs> Sorry, I had a train of thought going. I apologize. Um, the other thing they're saying is that the the virus is not like exclusive to a workplace. Yeah, yeah. In other words, the virus is everywhere. So saying that... Well, no, it isn't. It's uh, it, can, it keeps itself to the distance between the host station and your table at a restaurant. And then you can take your mask off. It's not going to ruin right. your your dinner. Right. That's a Norm McDonald joke. As long as you're eating and drinking, it's fine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're saying essentially because this is not exclusive to a workplace environment, it doesn't make sense um, to do it this I, way. I think that's reasonable. Okay, but wouldn't the counter argument be people, when they first got that job, didn't presume that they'd be like taking the risk of encountering a virus at work when, like, as a part of their workday? Yeah, I mean, it did seem like they were. So there's two questions. It's whether the overall mandate and then there's the mandate for healthcare providers. Um, it seems likely that, that one might be upheld because there's a clear reason for that. But I think the one for, for just employers of over 100 people, the the argument seemed to be made that that was way too broad um, mm-hmm. because there's a difference between, say, a company. Employing where, 100 people. <clears throat> I mean, like my, like there's it can be a small office staff and a large amount of technicians. Is that right. 100 people right. that talk to each other? On, yeah. Hmm. I mean, so you can have a meatpacking plant where you have a couple hundred people working there and they're all working side by side in close contact in a closed space. And then you could have a company like yours, which maybe employs 100 people, but you hardly ever go to the office or never see them other people at all. Um, So there was that argument made as well. And I think that's probably going to overturn that one. I think the healthcare one will hold up. (sighs) Interesting. Um, I think the ones that take government subsidies can fuck right off. Like, or if you get paid by the government, like I... You know, I was get really philosophical there. It's like somebody takes a job. You take a job in your best interest. That doesn't go away when you take a job with the government. It just is in your best interest and based on your opinion or your life circumstance or whatever that situation deemed. That was like the best, most beneficial job to you. Like, I don't have to lie about it. Like you don't work for the post office because you want to serve your country. Like, like, and, like, and that's <laughs> right, true up that's and true. down throughout bureaucracies. Like it's just, if you work for the government, you got to do what the fucking government says. That's part of why you like, I mean, just make that, de- make that a part of your decision when you get employed by the government. And this is not heartless. Like, you know, perhaps you didn't think about that beforehand. I'm not talking to one person in particular, although now I'm thinking of someone. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. Moving on. 
the French were in an uproar as Macron, oh, I nailed that one, that's kind of my accident, vows to piss off unvaccinated. You said that you know a guy who says that this is like a translation error? So it is a slang term that he used. Oh. And so, yeah, I know somebody who's not from France, but like um, from the UK. So uh, vows to piss adjacent. off. Adjacent. Yeah. So he's saying it's not as quite as egregious as it seems. Um, it, it was it's like, like, oh, a, piss off, you wanker. Oh, no, he's, ex- he's French. Ex- exactly. But oh, French. Oh. Just like that, but in France. Oh, okay. What, so would it mean like <clears throat> to disregard? Well, no, he did say that, look, I, I'm going to make it difficult for people that aren't going to be vaccinated but it that sounds like what it means here yeah i i tend to agree but it doesn't seem so what he was saying is it's just it's the the whole uproar of oh this is so uncouth that Uh he used that that particular term is kind of like whatever dude that's just normal people talking i like your voice your use of uncouth i don't i don't say that word with confidence should i practice it more practice yeah it's good for you all right what's a good context for it um, the French president saying piss off. <laughs> really? You can't think of one more other than the one you just used? China, no, your turn to talk about China. Uh, China locked down a third city under its strict COVID-19 policy after the detection of two, count them, two, two. Omicron cases in Anyang. I don't city, buy that at all. A city of about five and a half million people. Five and a half. It, it brings the total number of people in China confined to the residents to about 20 million people. Um, yeah, this is pretty wild. I mean, obviously, they're saying two. If they're saying that, the odds are significantly <laughs> worse than that. Well, there's two that are still alive they can tell you about. Like, the rest of them, I don't, I've never seen them. Yeah. Don't laugh at that. But Whatever still, happened to a tennis player? This is pretty extreme. Yeah. Um, but then to China the extreme, can be extreme. the mic like a vandal. What? What? Say it? Huh? Uh, to what? the extreme, rock the mic like a vandal. Jump on the stage once we jump like a candle. Nice. I, it's not jump on the stage, though. Hop on the stage? Probably hop on the stage. That sounds better. Okay. It's, it's vanilla uncouth. ice, Alan. Ice, ice, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I don't, I don't trust them about this. I think that they're pulling shenanigans. Um, I, what, the Chinese pulling yeah. shenanigans? Because yes. there was also stories that there was hemorrhagic fever epidemic going on in China. That was like three weeks ago and then no follow-up. So I guess like separate story don't even like it's weird it's in the same city right like, right nothing to see here please move along okay dude hemorrhagic fever is like um ebola it's not good we don't hear a lot about ebola like in china right like that's an africa no. thing right that's mostly been an africa thing yes um do they have like weird like wuhan ebola coming out Oh, another lab Don't, leak? Dude, stop it. That's not funny. Like, that's the bad one. That's like... That would be That's bad. like your Station Eleven... Um, yeah, gain-of-function Ebola would not be good. All right, stop it. I'm, my palms are sweaty. I didn't mean to take this this far. Uh, Do you have mom's spaghetti on your Palms. Hoodie? Oh, yeah. I don't know how to wrap them in them right now. <laughs> the Biden administration announced that private insurers must reimburse the cost of at-home COVID-19 tests beginning Saturday, up to eight per month, uh, I think, per household. Um, so no, per person. Per person? No. Yeah, so I think if it's a family of four, you can get 32 a month. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. we better build back better to afford that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they're saying that um, your health insurance provider can team up with like a CVS or a Walgreens or whatever. I think my mine uses CVS usually. Um, and you can go to that specific pharmacy, you show them your card, and you just get them for free. Um if you choose not to go to the one that's affiliated with your oh. insurer, they'll just pay you have back, to pay right? for it, and then you send them the receipts, and you get paid back for it. Um, There's a scam enough, there. There's definitely a scam there. Strangely enough, um, like Medicare recipients don't get them for free uh, over the counter. Strangely, I don't. I don't understand hmm. why that. Do is. they get them otherwise? I from the article I read, it didn't seem to be the case. So I was like, well, I you think understand. if it's the federal government doing it, that yeah. that would be the first place it'd be easiest to do it, right? Yeah. So I don't I don't understand it that one, weird. but yeah, uh, it's a good thing. Although, <laughs> if you hear Walensky say it, you know the tests are useless, anyways. But yeah. I, I hope she's wrong about that. Actually, people that I've talked to anecdotally say that the tests do seem to work pretty well. Oh, dude, I mean that's all we want is something that works pretty well, and like it's yeah. it's not supposed. I, I'm. It, how do I say this? The people that I know that took some tests, they were negative, went somewhere, came back, found out they were positive. 
mm-hmm. have been beating themselves up for it because they knew that that was a risk they were taking. And they're upset that, you know, it didn't work out. But like everyone involved in that whole exchange also made those decisions. And that's why I kept trying to tell them to console them. Like, you know, you, they knew you drove there from there and that you were in this household and now you're there and that, that and they all knew that. Like everybody made a decision based off their own risk budget and it didn't work out. But like, now, now I would not have this like cavalier attitude towards death. Like everybody was fine in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, but like even, okay, but let's suppose somebody did like, you all made the decision that, okay, I've got some negative tests. That isn't like, that was never, it never came. I guess my point is it never came down to just the test to make that decision. Like, you know that, like it's, it was like the last call. You know what, when I'm diagnosing something, sometimes I'm like, you know what? I don't know. I just doesn't quite make sense to me. I think I'm onto it, but I just want to get it confirmed with someone. I call someone, they say the same thing. I'm like, damn right. I fucking knew it. I should have just known it from the first time. That's <laughs> kind of what the tests were. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's funny you said risk budget because I was actually thinking those, that very term as you were talking, kind of like hearkening back to when we first started the show yeah. about how we would move around throughout the world knowing you know what the risks were. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody collectively that attended that event, whatever it happened to be, was aware of the risks and decided they were worth taking mm-hmm. because they wanted to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. And, yeah. and at this point, like so I can say this with certainty, <clears throat> nobody in that group is ill-informed. Like they, they all right. made informed decisions. Like what, like this is, this is the best way we can move forward. And, and I mean, those are, that's like the worst case, hopefully scenario as we move forward. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you do everything that you can do to protect yourself, um, but still want to try and live your life and, you know, some things happen, but you and know, we've spent a long time not doing that. And you yeah. know, like, it's just, yeah. Yeah. As long as the consequences aren't too dire, did it I, seems like... Did it sound like okay. I was saying throw caution to the wind? Did it sound like that person did? They took five tests overall. That's like, there's no lack of caution there. Yeah, that's plenty of caution. Yeah. Right. Brennan, if you hear this, you're okay. All right. Uh, U.S. and Russian diplomats kicked off a series of security talks in Europe this week amid ongoing tensions over a Russian military buildup at its border with Ukraine. We've been talking about this the last couple of shows, um, although this was... Not Putin and Biden talking. This was diplomats talking. And they were, I think they met for about eight hours. Um, there are continuing negotiations. I have a lot more faith with that. NATO is meeting with uh, with the diplomats from Russia as well. Um, so what? They, they, there's like three things that they're hung up on, right? Like, do you want me to table that? Do you, you were going to say something? No, that's kind of where I was going, actually. Okay, can you summarize them? Because I kind of forgot. It's, uh, troop movements, uh, where they station mid-range... Missiles. ballistic missiles uh-huh. and then expansion of nato okay and they don't want they what did the u.s say they were fine with with not going into ukraine or waiting on it because russia russia acted like they want a war they're like here's our demands we want no because maybe there's listeners who don't know this so they said they want no uh they want to promise that there is no ukraine and nato ever drop it right uh, ever and, ever and they said also any former ussr nations they said yes, and they said which no includes Kazakhstan. Even... <laughs> oh, we'll get to that I later. Know. Um, even they don't want any like missiles, even like Eastern Europe. That um, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Which, that's right. not going to happen. Um, yeah, I don't think that. So, I guess hopefully that they are. They're this stance isn't as hard as they are making it seem at this point in the negotiations because NATO and the U.S. will never agree to any of those conditions. Yeah. Um, I well, think that they could agree to oh to his yeah yeah okay I so think the, that they could yeah. agree to perhaps uh, giving more advanced notice of like troop training exercises and mm-hmm. troop movements so people don't you know uh, misinterpret things and start wars I think they could probably agree with that um, and maybe there's some other you know downriver things that they can agree on hopefully that's what that's what negotiations are for um, so at least they're talking and and Russia hasn't you know invaded ukraine at this point they are on a clock uh because uh once winter ends they kind of thaws out yeah it's they, hard they to really tanks through yeah they really can't go in at that point so um they're talking that's so a good so those if, if those three things you say like it's good because they're talking and um but i think that also you know one one thing about that is that like you make it sound like oh one thing might lead to a, uh, maybe a, another treaty or other negotiations. The, the 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 
what we forget is once you agree to that and then you do it, that builds trust. Mm-hmm. And that's what's completely lacking in this relationship here. And rightfully so. But, you know, I, th- that's not a lot to concede. And I think that the upside of it would be huge. And it wouldn't be something that in that would be strategically un- insurmountable if Putin decides to be a bad actor. Yeah, I, mean, I think we all agreed last week that nuclear war is a bad thing. So, <laughs> um, no reason. That was so weird. Yeah, this is this is progress. I guess we'll see where it goes. Um, you know, I tend to think that Putin, you know, is going to start off with this very strong negotiating position, like you said, like like he just won a war, um, won. and expect to you know pull back from it at some point to. to negotiate so which what, is what, concessions what, because what did we wants? say last week either we said it last week or the week before i was like okay well let's describe nato all right by nature they don't fucking talk to russia so his only way of getting communications through is to posture and look at that he's you know he's now they're had, talking to nato how so, about that yeah isn't I, that something i i actually tend to think that's a good thing and as long as you know i i he's he's i don't feel there's a lot of reasons to trust vladimir putin um, I think that we have to engage and to, and, and as long as you don't put yourself in a position where he can capitalize on that and hold a dominant position on you, go in with the ability to make concessions. Like it's, yeah, I actually think that as you say, I, I wouldn't trust him either, either, but I, I feel like he has actually relatively narrow interests. Ambitions um, there. Yeah. Like there's he he wants very specific things, but right. they're very much about it's his concept Slavic of what of what same. Russia right. is or should be. So okay. yeah, that's I think that's manageable. Should be it, it should be right. He is, and again, like like I failed to get to. It's this is a negotiation. So he said, okay, fine. Well, I guess maybe I maybe it's thawing out, so we won't have war. So you guys wanted to talk? Let's talk. Oh, look at that! I came away with things like right. And this right. isn't you know ignoring Hitler as he. God damn it. How far did we get into the show? Uh, this isn't ignoring <laughs> Hitler as his rise to power. I don't think this is an appeasement, you know, issue. I no, think, I don't think so. Yeah. All right, all right, let's move on. Yep, it's yours. Right. Uh, oh, the White House announced three hundred eight million dollars in new humanitarian aid to the people of Afghanistan as the country faces severe economic collapse. The additional funding brings the U.S. Uh, total U.S. aid to Afghanistan to seven hundred eighty two million since October twenty twenty one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> never so, stops costing us money. Fuck you, George Bush. Afghanistan is an absolute shit show right now. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, there I mean, is a lot of human suffering happening. Um, and the weird thing is that, like, part a lot of it we are the cause of because we have decided to um, stop paying for a lot of things that were happening in the country because the Taliban took over when we decided to leave. Um, we've, uh, their, their banking system is just collapsed entirely. Um, the international community has pretty much done the same thing. So there's like no liquidity. People can't go to the bank and get money. There's huge inflation. Um, there's hunger is horrific. Um, it's, it's a really bad situation. It feels like this $308 million dollars, I mean, we could just do some other things, like just let them have access to the assets that are already theirs, um, which would help. Um, so what, what is that? We, we have their assets frozen because we yes. know that they'll end up in Taliban, Taliban hands. hands. Yeah. Um, and do we, we really we have could, the right to do that? I mean, we're doing it. Um, we, we also could try to Good fund point. more uh, can't, can't, NGOs. No holes in that argument. <laughs> fund more NGOs. I think it's pronounced fund- Nguyen. Uh, no, <laughs> non-governmental organizations oh. um, who are trying to do work there. I mean, I, I heard the uh, the IRC chairman or CEO was at the international. What the fuck is IRC? Um, oh, don't worry about this. Go on. Okay. Um, he and in- he was just talking about the humanitarian crisis there, and he's talking about needing billions of dollars to um, to really help people there and get over the hump. Um, yeah. So. I don't know. Three hundred eight million doesn't seem like enough, and it also seems like th- we're doing a lot of other things that are sort of counter to this um, that aren't helping. Okay, so this is <laughs> there's a lot here. So My a lot's sister. going on. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it's Borat's ah. home country. 
So a lot going on in Kazakhstan last week. Um, I'll just read a couple of these headlines here. Authorities reported that nearly 8,000 people were detained and 164 people killed during violent civil unrest in the country. Uh, Kazakhstan's president authorized security forces to fire without warning to quell ongoing violent civil unrest. Um, Kazakhstan actually asked for help from Russia. Uh, so Russia dis- dispatched troops to Kazakhstan. Did you hear what Abe Lincoln said about that? I did not. He said that uh, he warned them that when you invite Russia into your home, they're unlikely to leave. And let me look up Russia's response while you finish your headline. Okay, so this kind of this kind of all began because of um, there were rises in fuel prices, so costs for gas as well as costs for heating people's homes. Um, that's yep. kind of where these protests started. Yeah, and it, it was a groundswell that rose up pretty quickly, right? And very quickly, yeah, very quickly. Um, a lot of memes were saying because it happened on January sixth. They're saying when when. January 6th happens, but they have the real insurrection. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I get what you mean by that. But um, this was like, I'd be pretty fucking pissed. Like, I can imagine a lot of people being in the streets over this, not the amount of people that were persuaded by the president to meet at a specific city and, you know, walk it towards the Capitol. Like, this is like, no, fuck you. We're all pissed. Like, French Revolution shit. Yeah. That's definitely what this was. What was it you were looking up? Uh, I don't know. I clicked on it. Oh, Abe Lincoln. Yeah. uh, No, this is... Well, let's see. Oh, wow. I happened to... So I just opened the first article that I could see. (laughs) uh, I I just did it while I listened to you. I didn't even know I opened it. Like, you said that to me, and I looked. I was like, uh, I have an article. There it is. uh, I guess I can back up. Uh, Listeners, I'm very high. (laughs) Russia responded angrily on Saturday to a comment by U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken that Kazakhstan might have a hard time getting rid of Russian troops, saying he should reflect instead on U.S. military. So Blinken said, uh, one lesson of recent history is that once Russians are in your house, it's sometimes very difficult to get them to leave. Russia's foreign ministry called Blinken's remark typically offensive. I love that. Typically offensive. (laughs) You know, offensive in the way that they would typically be. Like always. Yeah, as usual. So their response was, if Abe Lincoln loves history so much, then he should take the following into account. When Americans are in your house, it can be difficult to stay alive and not be robbed or raped. Wow. Wow. <laughs> they didn't even like give like a country. They didn't say like ex- exhibit A Afghanistan. Yeah, they just, yeah, Iraq. They, yeah. yeah. Latin America. Ooh, shots fired. Latin America. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. That was too funny. Uh, where were we? I still uh, can't believe I happened to open the right article. <laughs> We're done with Kazakhstan. Oh, okay. so oh, we're done you, with Kazakhstan. It was number one. Wait, wait, one of their things was that they have, um, they, they, uh, they, they're a country rich with minerals. And guess which mineral they're number one in, Alan? Potassium. Um. <laughs> uh, you don't remember the national anthem from Borat where he sings about. I forgot. Uh, a I forgot. New York City law granted 800,000 non citizens the right to vote in local elections yesterday. Well, last week. Meanwhile, uh, or the first of this week, Monday. Meanwhile, opponents vowed to challenge the law. Uh, Alan, before I share my opinion, what do you think about this law? Well, so they live. First there, of all, right? I think is the key word in this sentence is local elections. Sure. So um, they can't vote for the president. They can't vote for the governor of their state. They can't vote for their state senators or Congress people. Um, they can vote on local initiatives. They can vote for, I think, the mayor. They can vote for basically just local city council maybe school board people that's all um so it's not like uh you know they're gonna have eight hundred thousand people voting uh hillary clinton in next year um or 2024 um so i guess i generally think that if if you're gonna have if you have that large of a population that is quote-unquote non-citizens um what does that what does that mean does that mean illegal immigrants or just non-citizens because New York City must attract people from around the globe to work that aren't citizens here. Yeah, a lot of them are dreamers, so people that were brought to the country at a very young age. By by definition, I don't think that can be eight hundred thousand. How many were there total of dreamers? Yeah, don't. Oh, I worry about that. I don't know the number. Okay. All right. Um, but yeah, and the, and the rest is just people that are, live there who are you know perhaps they have 
a visa or whatever, but they're not citizens. I don't know. I can imagine the argument being we're, we live here, uh, especially if they have a job there, they pay taxes and they don't yeah. see anything from that. So I could imagine on local decisions. Sure. I think you should be able to, I guess. So. I agree. That I actually went into that. I went into that saying, that's pretty stupid. It's somebody from another country. I don't fucking trust them. <laughs> but uh, then I thought about it and I feel differently. Um, hmm. North Korea test fired a ballistic missile today, its first weapons test in two months, and in violation of a UN security resolution. It's not just a ballistic. This was a uh, hypersonic, right? No, that's, uh, I think that's China. China did one? No, I think uh, somebody launched a hypersonic today. Oh, China came out today or this week and said that they have a, a heat-sinking hypersonic what? missile. I'm yeah. A heat-sinking hypersonic Which- missile? Yeah, they've that they've made one that works, which the U.S. probably won't have one until 2025. It's really difficult to um, use that sort of technology at that kind of speed. Yeah, I'm trying um, to imagine, like, is it used, like, if both objects are flying at that speed, it would be able to... So they said they've come up with some breakthroughs in technology that have enabled them to do this. They didn't elaborate, of course, on, on what that was. They weren't just going to give us the recipe. Um, but that's what they're saying. Yeah, I don't think this one is hypersonic. I think that's probably what you were seeing or what you saw. Well, all I saw was a headline, and I didn't open it because I was hustling <laughs> to get my show notes done. <laughs> hypersonic missile. Uh, yeah, dude. News. North Korea. Kim backs military muscle as he watches hypersonic missile test. North Korea's leader Kim Jong-un personally oversaw the successful test of a hypersonic missile and called on scientists to accelerate further testing. How long ago was that? Was three, that three hours ago, man. This is oh, Al Jazeera, okay. man. This is real. Nice. Okay. Nice. Well, what the fuck's <laughs> wrong with you, Alan? <laughs> Alan's over here like, dear reader, I love this guy. <laughs> Dear reader, <laughs> yeah. So no, the so Google um, hypersonic heat sinking. Okay, I'll do that because that's the cool one. Oh wait, hold on. Heat sinking. Is this going to be the picture of that guy with his dick out sitting on the edge of the bed? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> kind of looks like it. That's a big one. Wow. Uh, China says it's hypersonic missiles with heat seeking tech years before U.S. Yeah. All right. Well, fuck yeah. us. We're all gonna die. <laughs> Wait, do we usually do halftime here? Time to go to half. This is the B-side of our platter, sports fans. And I'm singing just for you, covered in sequins. (laughs) In the canyons of your mind I will wander through your brain To the ventricles of your heart, my dear I'm in love with you again We have a jack? Cross the mountains no. yeah. of your chest yeah. Okay, I have... I, I, th- I think I wrote a joke <laughs> I mean, it's just like a dumb joke It's like a kid's joke because, okay. Oh, wait, dad joke I'm not. I like it. Yeah. Why did the Alan? Are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) Why did the Velociraptor? (laughs) That's how you tell jokes. Why did the Velociraptor? Have you seen the punchline? No. Oh, okay. Why did the Velociraptor have to leave the gangbang early? (laughs) Gangbang. Um, I don't know. Why did the Velociraptor have to leave the gangbang early? Because her vagina's sore. God, that is a good dad joke. <laughs> I don't think that's any dad. Well, kids love dinosaurs, Alan. Right. Oh, boy. <laughs> I can learn that as a six-year-old and laugh at it and not get it until I was 12. Right. <laughs> oh, that's, that's pretty Yeah, tell that to your friend's kids. <laughs> I don't think I will. None taken. Tell that to your friend's kids. 
<laughs> we should get that. You know what? That maybe if we do, am I am I just on one right now, or is that a good shirt? None. Taken. That's a good shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Tell it to your friends, kids. Yes. Okay. It's a good shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining somebody doing that. That's horrible. Don't talk to people's children. Like, ever, right? Like, I, I think I talked about it on here. I don't know, maybe. Did I talk about it on here? But there's a meme where, you, like, someone's holding a baby, and they're like, but what if I want to throw it? And they're like, you're not going to want to throw it. And like, but, like, what if I do, though? Like, that's <laughs> how I feel when I hold a kid. I'm like, I, but what if, like... Okay, so when I, was, when I was, like, seven, I was at SeaWorld, and I remember thinking, like, I have a memory of me looking at the tank and being like, nobody could stop me. I could jump in that tank. And I was like, and then, but I also thought I was like, everyone here has the ability to do that. And none of us are. I was like, well, okay, well, it's a bad idea to jump at the tank, but like, yeah, but you just could. And that's a like, very Dustin thing to think. Yeah. By the way. It was like a very, it's an ADD lack of self-control, but in that moment being in control and recognizing that, like, I really live my life on that knife's edge. <laughs> ADD sucks, man. I mean, it's fun, but it sucks. Do you want to get into this econ stuff? Let's. All right. Uh, I think it my turn? it's your turn. Yeah. The U.S. economy added 199,000 jobs in December. That's a, Sign- not a lot of jobs. That's a lot of nuts! Significantly below expectations of 422,000. Just say 420. <laughs> 420,000. No, I meant the government, not you. And following a gain of 249,000 in November... Meanwhile, the unemployment rate fell to 3.9%, and wages grew 4.7% from a year ago. Yeah, but also, isn't like 30% of the population not seeking employment? So a related headline, a a record 4.5 million workers quit their jobs in the U.S. in November, rising 9% from October. The phenomenon is widely referred to as the Great Resignation. So yeah, a lot of people leave in the workforce. I mean, obviously... I think one in... Four said they're considering leaving their jobs. Yeah. Or they will. As we've documented on the program, I mean, labor has more power right now than probably it's ever had in my entire lifetime, I would guess. Yeah. Um, as far as, uh, you know, power to negotiate higher wages, power to leave shitty jobs and try to get a better one. Um, and people are doing that. So yeah. that, that's. For, should... Yeah. Hopefully that matriculates up, right? Like there's people that were stuck at an entry level position, maybe didn't believe in themselves, or maybe they just didn't have an opportunity to get out of it. And that's all going to allow them to move into different uh, positions in life that wasn't available to them before this moment. And and that's a silver lining. That's something we're celebrating. Absolutely. And I, well, the next headline kind of covers it. So I'll let you read the it before I have Federal Reserve officials uh, released minutes yesterday. That's their notes, right? Mm-hmm. Suggesting an increase in interest rates could come sooner than anticipated amid inflation concerns. So major U.S. stock indices dropped 1.3% on this news. So basically they're saying... Uh, we don't like how way this market's moving too much and we need to make sure that interest is under control. Um, it's just them finagling and you know my opinion about their finaglers. <laughs> so, so initially we thought maybe we would have one interest rate hike in 2022. That's the year. Right? Yeah, yeah. They said, uh, uh, towards the end of the and, first quarter. I mean, how soon can it fucking be? Well, well, so first we thought there was going to be one. And then they moved up, uh, said maybe there'll be two. Uh, now we're thinking three. Um, so they're And there'll be citing... like quarter percents each time? Probably. Yeah, they rarely do more than that. Um, so they're citing, you know, inflation concerns. They're, they're, in, they're citing, you know, continued supply chain issues, which they expect to continue into 2022. Um, and, and the labor market's being kind of weird, as we've already documented. So, I mean, hopefully people are able to... Uh, increase their their rate of pay enough to outpace inflation and we don't end up with like a 70s style sort of inflation wage rates inflation wage rates sort of cycle yeah um and that's what they're trying to get out in front of here as the fed jerome powell um chair of the fed had uh his first day of confirmation hearings in the senate today wait those things happen because the fed artificially increases the money supply that they act like, oh, what happens with this wage inflation spiral? It's like, I don't know. It's this wacky thing that's a result of you guys printing fucking money. 
But go ahead and blame it on us wanting wages increased because we're seeing inflation. Yeah, I mean... Dicks. Sorry, I have a book behind me that can explain it to you. It's called Ford... Never mind. All right. Sorry. Nominal wages haven't really kept up with inflation at all over the last 40, 50 years, like, realistically. So... um, Yeah. So, right, but my argument is that as I, in my opinion, the boom-bust cycles that we see are a, because of the Fed's effect on uh, on our economy. And, uh, and I'm not going to get into that now. I, I can't. It's too late into – it's 11 o'clock here in, in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's hit these next two topics. Yeah, okay. they kind of go together. Um, did you do you have in here the story about the Federal Reserve person that uh, quit because of their um, scandal? I do not. Okay, well, it doesn't matter. Uh, I don't think I finished talking about Jerome Powell either. But oh, it's what fine. were you going to say? No, just his confirmation hearings uh, started today. Um, it's likely he's going to be confirmed. He's uh, he was uh, Trump's pick to be Fed Reserve Chair, and he's also Biden has renominated him. Um, so, I mean, I think that makes sense to try and keep the same hand on the wheel. Um, he seems to kind of know what he's doing. So, um, I, my, my thought is I don't care because no matter what, there's still going to be a chair of the Federal Reserve. So, like, <laughs> all right. Uh, GM unveiled a full, it's your turn. Oh, GM unveiled a fully electric Chevy Silverado pickup truck yesterday as Ford sees stronger than expected demand for its electric F 150 Lightning. So, Chevy getting in the game. And then in a related headline, Toyota surpassed GM as the top-selling automaker in the U.S. in 2021, making the first time in 90 years the U.S.-based firm did not hold the top spot. GM was less able to navigate a widespread chip shortage, hmm. whereas Toyota built up a stockpile. Hmm. Uh, talking about Chevy reacting to the Ford, mm-hmm. the didn't Chevy – they had the Volt first before a lot of their com- companies had electric vehicles. What, and I think they canceled the Volt. I don't know if they canceled it, but yeah, the Volt was pretty early on in electric vehicles. Pretty sure they canceled it, yeah. That was an ugly car. Did you think it, at its time it looked like a spaceship? And then they're like, yeah, but we make different spaceships. So look at Tesla. <laughs> yeah. It was an ugly car. I think that those cars, like the original Prius, eventually will be like a collector's car because it was like so odd looking at its time. Yeah, it's such a different shape. Yeah. Um, you know what? I've been saying that for almost 20 years now and it never came true. And I think now is about when it would have. So I'm going to retire that thought because I, (laughs) I disagree in the future. I now disagree, but it was a good idea 20 years ago, Dustin. Future you disagrees with past you. Got it. Yeah. When did they come out? Was it 2021? Let's go 15 years. Um, let's move on to our tech chunk. (laughs) God damn it. I tried that time. Tech chunk. So easy for you. I'm not going to try it again. I'm going to say it. Don't with the wands. <laughs> All right. It's your topic. Oh, U.S. surgeons transplanted a genetically modified pig heart into a human for the first time. A major milestone amid a decades-long effort to use animal organs for transplants. The 57-year-old recipient was deemed ineligible for a human heart and is reported to be doing well, well these days after surgery and finding truffles in no time. So the this is the result of that ability to use CRISPR to remove that enzyme that uh, – mm-hmm. so so the, the first thought was, oh, if we remove that enzyme, people that have pork allergies can eat this. And they're like, if you remove that enzyme, we can use it for blood transfusions and organ donations. Like, all right, that's what we meant, blood transfusions, organ <laughs> donations. Who needs this? Yes, also, this is true. Eat some- Nice. It's weird because when I first read this, I was like, well, we've been using pork products as transplant mm-hmm. stuff for a long time. And that is true, but it's been like heart valves, mm-hmm. like smaller mm-hmm. things like that. So this is the first time we've actually used an entire heart. To your point, yes, they um, removed the parts that would uh, make your immune system reject um, the the organ wholesale. Um, we still have to do like a immunization depression, uh, just like you would with a normal transplant. Um, so, I mean, three days... Uh, so this guy was essentially, he he was going to die, uh, and he was not eligible for a, a heart transplant. Dude, slap a, a human, pig heart in me. A human organ because his health was so bad that, you know, it was deemed like, you know, there are other candidates that are more suited to it. So but he was, was rich. A, no. This is sort of a last-ditch effort. 
Um, and it worked. I mean, at least for a, a short period of time so far. We, Wait, we'll oh, see. okay. I thought you were, it worked for like eight hours. He's dead no, now. No, no, he's been alive. It's been a few days already. Oh. So, um, yeah, this is pretty cool, man. Yeah, I, <laughs> I had friends uh, when I was younger who uh, who smoked a lot. Uh-huh. I was never a smoker, but I had friends that were smokers. Anyways, my one friend who would uh, was a heavy smoker, man. This dude smoked so much. He would always say. Uh, you know, I'm not too worried about it because by the time like I really have like health Jesus. issues, they're gonna have like fucking like. That's literally a line from Ricky Bobby. He's Is like, really? with advances in modern technology, yeah. But that was like the story you're telling me happened before 2007, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, wow. <laughs> he was like, "There's gonna they'll, they'll have something to transplant to me. It'll be fine." Wow. Yeah, oh, I'll yeah. live three, four hundred years old. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know if that's that's a, that's a good strategy, dude. But okay. I mean, somebody at some point will say that and be right. And be right at yeah, some point. Yeah, yes. like because there's the whole idea that there's someone alive today that will live to be 1,000. And it doesn't mean that any of us will, but like there's like a four year old, and sometime within their lifespan, the like cascading effects of technological advancements will get to the point where they're like, oops, got to replace my lung. Oops, got to replace my left arm. Oops, got to replace, you know. <laughs> I don't know about a thousand, but, but maybe. Well, it's a philosophical idea, and somebody makes a better argument than I did in a TED Talk, and I'm not going to say I agree with them, but I get their point. All right, moving on. Uh, the James Webb Space Telescope fully deployed its 70-foot sun shield yesterday, a key milestone. There's like 300 steps it has to make for, to be able to it's like... It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and... Obviously, they tested the hell out of this thing, but it was tested here. So for it's it like a work... million miles away, right? <laughs> yeah. And there for isn't to... like there isn't like a camera observing it. We just like get sensors that say like, okay, it's open. Right. And for it to work in zero gravity, it's pretty pretty when, cool, man. When the Hubble uh, was fucked up, we were able to like send a space shuttle up. Like we can't send someone to this. Like you're not going to be able to intercept this thing. Like it's pretty fucking far. Yeah. Uh, so the reason it has to have this sun shield, do you know this? I don't. Why don't you tell me? Is okay. it for lighting? Actually, kind of. So I think I talked about this on the show a couple of weeks back where uh, it's going to see infrared light from like way far away. Oh, like close right. To, to the beginning of the, yes, the universe, of, right? Of time. Of known time. Um, so in order for it to see that, it can't, uh, like, it has to be cold enough that it's not generating so much infrared itself. Oh. Uh, that it loses that. So it has to operate in like negative 300 degrees Celsius or something like that. Okay. Something crazy like that. Okay. So it's so cold that it doesn't have its own infrared signature. Wow. So it can actually perceive the infrared coming from the, the, the edges of the galaxy. Alan, you so, taught me something. So that's really cool. Yeah. So that's, this is the first part. Um, so now they're, tar- they're deploying the mirrors, which the Hubble, the Hubble had a, a uh, mirror of like 2.6 meters, I think, yeah. something like that. This is uh, over six, so it's almost twice the yeah. resolution. Well, yeah, right. And like that's the diameter doesn't equal like the area. Like that's a right. lot more. That's a lot more. Yeah. Um, and this is like so, pizza rules. Always buy the biggest pizza you can because the like it, you, the area of pizza you get is cheaper than the increase in price. Yes. Pi R squared, people. Pi R round, Alan, but yes. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, this is super cool, man. I I am pretty I'm pretty stoked. We're still you know some months away from seeing anything uh, from it, but this is this is very cool. Uh, the first step is successfully completed. So. Yeah. That, that this is like the thirtieth step too. There's like well, three hundred yeah. fucking. There's I'm not joking. There's three hundred steps that all of them have to work for the next one to work. No, you're right. You're right. Yes. It's so oh, nerve. Like oh jeez. I'm so glad. <laughs> Can you imagine being no, NASA? Like no, fucking, I can't. Like yeah. Yeah. There were there were engineers that were pretty pretty stoked yeah. that that was deployed so all right so media so i watched uh book of boba fett on disney plus okay um it's pretty good it's pretty if you good. like star wars you're gonna like this it's not as good as the mandalorian oh um, really yeah i don't think so. i dropped out of season two i didn't even finish it i oh, really? think i'm done with star wars actually i i didn't you're the first person i've said this to i had this thought last night i was like I think I'm going to text my brother that I think I'm out of Star Wars, but I don't want to upset him. Like, I, <laughs> I think I'm done with Star Wars. I don't think it does anything does for it, me anymore. Well, does I think it resonate that, for you? Yeah, I think that, like, the last movie, I liked the last movie. I don't, like, love the last movie, but I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is a good, like, nine-movie series. That's fine. And then, like, I watched all of the Marvel Universe with Natasha in that, like, th- two, three-month span. 
And I was like, um, yeah, this is like a lot better. Like, like there's, it is better. there's it a is lot better. of nostalgia that was very important to me at some point in my life, but I just don't think I care about it anymore. And like making it up with volume isn't going to like really impress me too much. <laughs> I, um, and I don't like their tricks. They always do. Like, here's a cute little thing that we can sell dolls of. Um, they don't do that in Boba Fett. That's cool. Yeah, so it, I mean, I like it. It's fine. It's it's part of a story you haven't heard before. Um, it's like I, I feel I feel like thirteen year old me wanted this so fucking bad. Like I'm happy. Yeah, definitely. Like I I I can't connect. Like there's a major gap. Like just imagine that picture where it's like a gorge between two little like peaks that are almost touching each other, but it's like a chasm between them. Almost a chasm. The <laughs> I I that's me with the the part of me that wanted this so bad as a kid, and me now like looking at that and just thinking like i have i don't i don't have any connection to that part of me anymore like i just don't you care. evolved i don't know that that's evolution man i mean i like you i like storytelling i feel like i just yeah. kind of got done with that and like the the things that they do now to try to bring me back into it just aren't very compelling and so i i don't like watching animated things that aren't just like funny short anim i like aqua um uh, adult swim ruined it for me like mm-hmm. i don't want to watch the um the animated stuff so i missed a lot of the lore and it moved on without me it left you behind. Which is fine. Um, anyways, yeah, it's it's fine. Like, if you're into Star Wars and you haven't moved on as Dustin has, you'll like it. <laughs> That's not what um, I meant to sound like. Some elitist prick. I don't like Star Wars. <laughs> uh, I also watched some more Station Eleven. I'm still, I still like that show. I know yeah. you watched it, too. Excited to hear what you have and, to say about it. But, like, uh, the last episode I watched was really more about... Did you watch the, the penultimate? You watched episode 10? 9? Episode 9? Man, I don't know what number. It's the one okay. where it's more I, backstory mm, of how. That's cool. No, is it not? I don't I know. I haven't, I, watched... I haven't seen the second to last episode. I should have told you. That's what I was asking. For. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I watched the the one I watched was all about the backstory before, like when she's still a little girl. Mm, I don't know. Is it the most recent episode? It it was the most recent episode when I watched it, but I. Don't remember I don't, when I watched it. I don't so. know when you watched it, Alan. Okay, <laughs> I don't right, know. Right. Yeah, Anyways, I, I, I still I, like it. I, I think it's a good show. I've seen it through episode eight. I love it too. It's it's a bummer. Yeah. So like, um, I just like we kind of watch one episode and then we go to something light afterwards. Like mm-hmm. e- even though we've banked up a couple of them, but we have the last. Um, so the I think the last episode comes out uh yesterday because this is our friday show and i am waiting to watch the last two in a row because you know how like after the penultimate oftentimes is the best show and it makes you want to just watch one more so i just want to be able to watch my favorite episode and then watch one more show and just kind of be done with it so i do feel like that show kind of blew up since i first talked not not because of me oh dude you know i had i didn't i couldn't find it like when i searched for it it like didn't come up saying you mean hbo's station 11 yeah you're totally right man yeah, yeah, you were you were way ahead of the game on this one, and nice. thank you for that. Uh, yeah, I watched it too, and I'm looking forward to the last two. Like I said, I also watched Dope Sick on Hulu. We're through five episodes, and I really like it. But we have to do the same thing where so it's about the opioid ac- uh, accident. Quite, <laughs> quite, quite the opposite. Uh, so it's about the opioid epidemic, and it's mm-hmm. uh, it's told from the perspective of a DEA agent, local um, district attorneys or d- local um, local investigators, and uh, also people that live in these towns in Appalachia where Purdue Pharma was targeting uh, their, their new Oxycontin drug. Um, We're going hard there. Yeah, yes. and, yeah. and then also from the point of view of a local country doctor named Michael Keaton. No, the character Michael Keaton plays in it. I don't remember his name, but his story arc is, um, is very powerful. And, uh, but like I said, after every episode, you're kind of like, you know, I've had enough of that feeling for tonight. I don't Mm, know. Heavy. Yeah. 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 And I don't want to be too dramatic. It's not so, but you know, you know what it is? It's knowing something is true and then living here and then realizing that you're watching a local history, like a recent mm. local history. And you're like, man. Oh, yeah. Makes me angry, that's from you know? right around you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. 
you know, a little east from here, but yeah, I mean, it overlaps into this area. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, I recommend it. Dope sick. I'm the last person on the planet to watch it, um, but except Alan, who doesn't have Hulu. <laughs> And I, I had Hulu this whole time and couldn't find my login and refused to go through the set. I don't know why. I hated their format, but they've improved their format. They still make you they? go up. So instead of everybody else on the fucking planet, you press down to go to season two, season three, season right. four. On them, you go left and right like a normal person, but you go up instead of down. And like, I guess you get used to it. I don't know. It's like when I pick up an iPhone and I'm like, would I like wave my hand at it? Like, but, um, and something I really enjoyed, I think on like our second day of being snowed in was Ghostbusters three. Fantastic. All the nostalgia you wanted. Oh, by the way, Ghostbusters three. Cause I refused to recognize that piece of shit that came out. <laughs> to be honest, I never watched it. Like I truly mean this. I, like, I was just like, well, yeah. I don't have to recognize that. You don't, you don't have no authority over me, bitch. Uh, not, I don't mean bitches in about the women. That's not what I meant by that. Although I realize that that might be what you meant. I, I meant this didn't look recognizable to, and not because of gender or sex. Are we clear? <laughs> Just don't get us canceled, dude. I didn't have gender with your mom. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Oh, so you liked 3. it. Loved it. Yeah. Um, okay. you know, there it's, uh, Is that Paul Rudd, Paul Who's Rudd's it? in it and he does a great yeah. job. It's, uh, it hits all the notes you want it to hit. Like, um, it, I'm not going to spoil anything. I swear it, it makes, it's like they re it's like they reload the first one in a way that you're very happy that they did. Does that make sense? Huh. Yeah, like okay. it's not like it's referential. It's not like it's like, oh, this is cheap. You just did the same story. It's not. But like it makes like but the I think I would say the one thing that was um it was completely manageable, but I'd say this would be the drawback, and probably only to an old curmudgeon, childless person like me. The <laughs> attention towards make sure that kids like this, I thought, was a little more than I, you know, certainly it didn't happen in the first one. It just kids liked it, you know. Mm-hmm. And this one, they're it like, wasn't no, intentional. Yeah. kids like this. You're like, all right, I know, kids like it. We need to sell lunchboxes. Yeah, got to sell. But the, but the thing is, Alan, they sold lunchboxes before when they. I know. Made, okay. <laughs> All right. You probably had one. All right. I definitely had a Ghostbusters lunch. <laughs> Do you know what else I had, though? What? I can't believe I'm telling anyone this. I liked the band, and I didn't think that when I would take it to school, I'd get made fun of for it. It was a... Oh, God. It was pink, too. For the record, this was like 1991. There was a lot of hot pink going on. Spice Girls? New Kids on the Block. Oh, my God. I had a, a pink New Kids on the Block lunchbox, and it just never even crossed my mind. It was a girl's one. Uh, <gasps> yeah, yeah, I think I took it to school once. Maybe a week. Maybe a whole week. But yeah, You know what? It only that is so sharing a lot of your tragic personal life is yeah, what that is. As promised. As promised. <laughs> All right, Alan, it's Teddy time. It's Teddy time. All right. we. This is the – Alan, I like it when you set it up. All right. So I have three quotes Two of them are by uh, noted author Charles Bukowski, mm. and one of wait not Charles Bukowski Noam Chomsky. Sorry, I've been reading a lot of Charles Bukowski recently. I like Bukowski. that's why that happened. Yeah, uh, Noam Chomsky, and one by other uh, noted author <laughs> Ted Kaczynski. Heard of him? Yeah. All right. So here we go. Quote number one: uh, The whole educational and professional training system is a very elaborate filter which just weeds out people who are too independent and who think for themselves and who don't know how to be submissive and so on because they're dysfunctional to the institutions. Okay. Uh, Quote two, why, for example, should the international socioeconomic system, or for that matter, our own society, be in the hands of unaccountable private tyrannies? That's a decision. It's not a law of nature. Hmm. Last one. This is a short one. It is important not to confuse freedom with mere permissiveness. Okay. That last one's almost cheating. There's so few words there. It's hard to even get a handle on it. I'm going to need you to make these two sentences long at least. Um, (laughs) That's not a problem with either of these guys. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. I know. Uh, The whole educational... Elaborate filter weeds out people who are too independent. I'm going to say the first one's Chomsky. 
Um, international socioeconomic system, our own society, unaccountable private tyrannies. I feel like Kaczynski would say the law of nature thing. I think he's said that before. But I also think the last one, which is so few words, could be definitely be him. And you just like muted it like you made it super small. Freedom with per- mere permissiveness. That's like... I mean, they both would say that, but... I'm going to go with the second one, but I think... Second almost, one is Teddy? Yeah, but I'm almost like even the second and third one it could be. If it's the first one, I'm going to be shocked. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> is it the first one? Tell me it's not the first one. So Noam Chomsky was the one I picked. Ah, oh, god damn it! <laughs> I knew I should have picked the third one. I was like, "Fuck!" Like that's, that's it, so small. Yeah, yeah. I Such thought you know what? I, I, I had this one on my sheet for so long, and I haven't used it because, like, I just didn't know who it sounded more like. And I was like, "You know what? Fuck it! It sounds like either of them." That's exactly the point, right? <laughs> right. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, I okay. thought you knew it because uh, one of them had a shorter black bar covering it, and I didn't do a good job spacing it out. And now I just gave something away for you to look for next time. You you, you overthink like this. That. I know you overthink I this. I don't. I, I really don't want. I, I actually read the quote. Uh, <clears throat> All right, I have a quote to end the show. Uh, a real quote, as you say. Mm, this is Howard Zinn. He says, "Historically, the most terrible things—war, genocide, and slavery—have resulted not." from disobedience but from obedience yeah don't, don't disagree with that at all a lot of people like talking shit on howard zen right yeah i think so i thought that quote was really good and i thought it fit our show and he also fit his time right i mean he wrote a lot of that stuff in the 90s didn't he yeah definitely yeah, yeah. the end of he didn't say the end of history but like at that time period like mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I do like that quote a lot what was it a lot uh permiss- not not permissiveness that was my quote <laughs> obedience obedience yeah yeah causes more problems than disobedience it's kind of odd how that really flew right in with the uh (laughs) yeah kind of worked all right man well this was a lot of fun it's uh not as late as i thought it was gonna be do you want to still talk more no i think we're oh okay all right well then i'm gonna go to bed i mean yeah we're good all right man cheers cheers that was safe god bless no offense none taken god oh fuck we nailed it i'm pooping right now is kevin mccarthy a moron and if so why I come without explanations or solutions. I'm a very sexy lady. <laughs> Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. Read the news. God bless the United States. Now this is podcasting.